This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Ever since I was a little kid, I have been singing in choirs. I sang in a children's choir from the time I was in sixth grade and traveled to the White House, and I've been singing ever since. My high school choir competed nationally and won several accolades. My college choirs did full concerts to large crowds. I have sung a lot of songs and been in a lot of choirs. Singing in a choir provides a unique analogy as being a part of a unified whole. The choir is only as good as its worst singer. It requires teamwork, hard work, and attention to detail. But when done properly, the results can be absolutely breathtaking. The choir analogy is helpful for us today as we consider the celebration found in Nehemiah chapter 12. Look at verse 30, if you would please. After the priests and Levites had purified themselves, they purified the people, the city gates, and the wall. Verse 43. On that day, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great joy. The women and children also celebrated, and Jerusalem's rejoicing was heard far away. Chapter 12 of Nehemiah records for us the dedication of the wall. It provides the lineage tracing the history of those families who had returned to Jerusalem, and it stemmed back all the way from the time of the exile. It's filled, again, with names and peoples and generations. It's a theme that's seen throughout the book of Nehemiah. It begins by naming the priests at that time, then the Levites at that time, and the heads of the priestly families and their descendants and generations. We need to remember that this is the record of Jewish history. Just like it's difficult for a foreigner to appreciate the American history of a distant time, it is difficult for us to connect with Jewish history. But this is the written record, so these details are absolutely vital for the Jew. This is a nation of individuals. Each one of these people who had returned to the land had a story of survival from a land far away. They each had a tale of God's goodness and restoration in the land of promise. Each thread was a narrative of hope that, when woven together, created this beautiful tapestry. But that tapestry consists of single threads, individual stories of redemption. This is why each of these names are critically important, because each one of them tell a story. It's like going to a graveyard. As you walk by each headstone, it reminds you that every person, every headstone represents a story, an individual with their own set of problems, difficulties, obstacles, joys, and accomplishments. And so now, after the generational lineage that is given here, 
Nehemiah splits these individuals into two celebration choirs, if you would. One under Ezra's leadership marching around the wall one way, and Nehemiah's choir marching the other way around the nine-foot wall. In many ways, it was a dedication because what they had built was foundational for what God would continue to do. Now, the text vividly describes each procession, complete with their own set of musicians and singers. It was a time of joyous celebration and unity that was forged in the fires of difficulty. There was a grand celebration and a sense of accomplishment, as indeed they had seen God do incredible things in their midst. Now, it's significant that the priests and Levites purified themselves first, and then the people, and then the gates, and then the wall. The purification started with them, then their families, and then the work. There was a sense in which the Levites and the priests understood, at least at this time, it started with them. They had to be pure before any of their influence was pure. And after they had purified themselves, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great joy. And their families rejoiced as well. The family heads led their households in celebration, sacrifices, and rejoicing. And the result was that that rejoicing was heard over the wall from far away. Now, as we apply these truths, it's essential to see the individual amid the corporate worship here. This choir consisted of individuals. These families consisted of individuals. And while God's purposes are for the body as a whole, the body consists of individual members who carry that vision forward. The most fundamental level of vision casting is one to another. God uses individuals to make things happen within his church. And in our lives, we have to understand that the work to which we are called will never be consecrated if we are not. As with the individual priests who purify themselves, the personal nature of God's corporate work is again highlighted. Our church will only be as mature and set apart as we are individually. If we do not walk in holiness personally before God, then our work will never be holy before God. You see, it has to start with the way we live with our personal conduct, with our personal righteousness, with our personal walk with God. It can't start anywhere else. We cannot lead our families, the people. We cannot direct the work of God, the church, if our lives are stained by sin from which we have not been purified. This cleansing requires a daily inventory in our lives. Quick repentance of sin commitment to turn from our sin, and continually staying in God's word and in accountable relationships and prayer together. This devotion is the only way that this works. It is a personal walk with God, and you can't lead someone to a place where you've never been. As Tim LaFleur once said, it's hard to fake a walk with God if you don't have one. It starts with you. It starts with me. 
And when we lead our own selves well, our families will begin to walk in line. And as we do this individually, the corporate result will be overwhelming joy. Joy that will be heard far beyond these walls. So Jesus, remind me of the value of a single person, a single individual. Help us look at each one in the eye, caring deeply for them and their spiritual development. The enemy often tempts us to think about the whole to the detriment of the individual. Thank you for showing us that each voice matters in the choir of what you are doing in the world. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.